Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. everybody and welcome to ring post radio uh i just blew my ears out on my own on the own theme that hurt so much that shocked me so much thank you everybody for joining me on ring post radio joining us on ring post radio on this fun daylight savings time day we're excited we're amped does our bodies feel like it's 825 sure but our minds also feel like it's 825 that's fine it's 925 officially we're here we're uh, we're ready. We're talking about uh, sort of a lighter week in terms of wrestling stuff, but a lot of decent news item items that came out this week as well, and we'll cover that as well in Ring Post Radio Sunday morning radio hour two hour show. Um, I'm your host Ryan Knightsey, and with me as always is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, there's nothing more disgusting. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> There's nothing more disgusting than seeing the hours change <laughs> in person. It's like, oh, like it's one fifty nine and then it's three. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> um, but I am here. I am ready to talk about something. I don't know what because I am paying attention. But uh, I didn't. I didn't ask this week, and it's um, it's gonna make me pay maybe. Because I didn't ask Ryan what the rundown was, but I didn't have to watch that much, I guess, based off what he already told me. So we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. And uh, I have some jokes along the way, I'm sure. So let's let's ball, Ryan. Yes, we are ready to ball. We are ready. Well, I'm at the three foot line. And I'm about to throw it up and slam it down, as the kids would say. I'm pretty sure. I've, I would say that, but sure. I haven't played basketball since seventh grade. Went out as champion. When seventh grade, we were the seventh grade basketball champions, and I retired that day. My my jersey hangs in my high my uh, high school middle school <laughs> gymnasium uh, as as a champion, and the, it shall never come down. But today. My, I'm bringing down the ball into the rim, into the hoop, and bringing it home, uh, uh, Bill Walton style. Uh, how how does that make you feel? Are you jazzed? Are you Utah jazzed about it? Is this enough basketball references for you folks? I'm awake and I'm better than ever. Let's get into the goddamn show because starting off our starting lineup of eight news bits. That's right, it's the news Rambo. 
I'm playing the piano. The news Rambo. I got eight news topics for you, Scotty. And just like last week that went off without a success, or with a success, I should say, rather, uh, of you picking up the news numbers, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about. So you got eight options for you today of news items, all of varying importance, I would argue. And uh, maybe I rank them in importance. I don't know. Uh, I actually wasn't paying attention when I numbered them. Uh, so, Scotty, you got one through eight. News Rambo. News Rambo. One through eight. Scotty Edwards, the man of the legend, has picked. Hit me. I believe that's a five. 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 I'm sorry. I was, I, visually, I visually five, understood. Visually, I understood. Audibly, I couldn't. And for well, our listeners, yeah, I forgot where we are technically a podcast. Like, that's fair. That is fair. Uh, so number five or number f- number number five. It was announced on Friday that the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame is none other than uh, Mister Six One Nine himself, Ray Mis- Ray Mysterio, uh, coming all the way from a uh, from his his lonely days in in WCW and losing his mask to uh, a random autograph signing in Maryland where a young man once saw him for half a second as he was the sleepiest I've ever seen him in his life uh, because I'm sure he didn't want to be there to now being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Rey Mysterio. It was also announced that Conan, uh, his uh, former tag partner, his, you could argue, maybe a mentor as well, uh, since his involvement with AAA, of course, uh, will be inducting uh, Rey Mysterio into said Hall of Fame. So uh, how do you feel about Rey Mysterio and Conan uh, uh, inducting him into the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, I think it's kind of crazy that Rey Mysterio is the only, the second active wrestler to ever go into the Hall of Fame um, because the first time was Ric Flair, who they were then retired the next night not looking good for his wrestlemania match against dominic is it (laughs) yeah um i was like wow is he he gonna gonna retire this makes no sense yeah um but you know he did say that he wanted his last match to be against dominic so maybe maybe ray mysterio's getting ready to shut it down and uh say goodbye which would be pretty uh pretty nuts i would um be upset i think uh Rey mysterio is still way too good to be retiring but if it's his decision it's his decision and uh you know cool for him obviously okay fair to say wwe hall of fame they just pick whoever the hell they wanted to put in but guess what so do all awards pretty much so i don't give a shit um not all awards all hall of fames they just pick with extra people um, but Rey Mysterio is what you would call a first ballot type guy, uh, one of the greatest luchadors of all time, if not the greatest. Countless great matches, countless great moments. He delivered every promotion he was in, and uh, I'm happy he was able to come back to WWE and kind of write the end of his time here correctly because the last time it ended wasn't all so good because of how his knees ended up. And uh, yeah, uh, the worst thing he ever did was give us Dominic. So appreciate you. <laughs> is here's a question for you. Dominic it, bad? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, that's known. That's known. 
this but this is maybe a more uh harder question to answer uh is Rey Mysterio the most famous luchador of all time now you could argue in now easily in Mexico he I would say is not because there are many more I'll famous so probably yeah many more famous luchadors in Mexico uh yeah, but- Rey Mysterio has certainly got global, international, my world uh, extension of uh, extension of uh, fame. So, is Rey Mysterio the m- most famous luchador of all time? I think so. I mean, someone's gonna you know come on here and say you are an idiot, but that's fine. Um, I just I can't think of anyone and maybe this tells me my answer i can't think of anyone else more famous he's i think he's certainly the most famous modern that's i think that's easily modern without a doubt yeah um like yeah because there's el santo there's like blue demon jr who were very famous Mm -hmm. you know blue demon jr i think had like a tv show on like disney in like mexico or something for example i think that was about to happen but then i think that fell through uh well that still he was going to, but Ray Mysterio would have had that TV show. <laughs> Ray Mysterio would have had that TV show. I think worldwide it probably is Ray, but I could be I could be wrong, and I may be wrong. But I think every, everyone who's even a slight wrestling fan, it, it's all about the what Luchador is able to break the you know wrestling world seal. Who's gone through that to yeah. be known? Um, which isn't many that I can think of because one, I'm a wrestling fan, so how the hell am I supposed to know? Two, I just can't think of anyone that may have done what Ray's done. I think Ray's done a great job of being that popular. Um, you say masked wrestler specifically? Uh, luchador it doesn't necessarily have to be masked, I guess. Um, yeah, it's probably him. Um, I'm trying to think because yeah, when you when you look at like when you're like in Mexico or you're like any other place that like sells masks, whose mask is getting ripped off the most? One hundred percent, it's Ray's. You can always see like a mask that has the cross in the middle, uh, that where that forehead is, yeah. the the eagles coming down. It's always Ray's mask that you always see like ripped off in any That's like true. place, any mask place. I was trying to think of other. I was trying to think of what other mask I see there. And it is like a El Santo, just like a straight, you know, yeah. uh, blue demon, you know, just straight. I guess Atlantis, just straight blue. Um, I was thinking El Santo or um, Ray. I'm guessing. I was gonna say maybe like L.A. Park. I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think as famous as Ray. Surely Pent- Penta's pretty famous in the football world. So that's true. Or maybe maybe when we're all done said and done maybe penta just shocked the world and is known by more people he has the coolest mask of everyone that's de- that's that certainly true matters. uh yeah it's either ray or el santo um also with uh hall of fame news it is believed is reported that the great muda keji muto not i won't hold on was it keji muto or the great muda i think it was just the great, muda, the great muda uh was is also going to be inducted into the wb hall of fame we don't know who will be the inductee I could probably guess Nakamura just because of, uh, you know, the relationship and the explanation yeah. that Nakamura could probably have. But if that is the case, I mean, that is going, that'd be great. I mean, that would be, uh, that, it should be sick. 
we believe that would be a thing. Yeah, many people also believe it also should be Sting, but the odds of that happening are, I don't think, great. Um, uh, zero. Zip zero, indeed. Um, Zippity do zero. But Great Muda going into the WWE Hall of Fame would be fantastic. Uh, you know, I remember seeing that conversation a little while ago. Arguably, speaking about most famous luchador of all time, uh, the most famous, most successful wrestler that has never been to WWE is probably, undoubtedly, the Great Muda, is Keji Muto. Uh, yeah. And the only time you'll ever step foot in that company is for its Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, that is how big of an impact that this guy has had in wrestling, if you can believe it, folks. Yeah, it's very true. Um, obviously deserved. You don't have to hear that twice from me. What a, what a what a legend himself uh, that man is, but I think it's interesting. And you know, you you've seen some people, and I've seen some people say this, like, "Well, he never wrestled in WWE. Who gives a shit?" Yeah, this is supposed to be a pro wrestling Hall of Fame. At the end of the day, they've shown that multiple years in a row. You know, they have this big legacy, like legacy legacy inductees, where you, they put in a bunch of old guys. Um. Mm-hmm. Old guys and girls, you know, they put, they've put in Inoki, they've put in Li- and I understand Liger had one match in there. Shut up, okay? <laughs> NXT. I promise you, he I promise you, he didn't make it because he wrestled NXT once. Yeah, he made it because he's Liger. Um, I know Inoki's wrestled there, obviously, but um, they they're putting these people in because they do have a meaning in pro wrestling, and um, they would be silly not to add Muta Muto to that list. Because truthfully, if you want to look at the long list of most famous Japanese pro wrestlers here in the U.S., the Great Muda is very high up there, folks. Mm-hmm. So, very deserved, very happy for him. Long live Muda slash Muto. And if you want the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame, to be taken more seriously, you take you put in Muda. You know that's that Can't is wait what you for do. the day Kazuchika Okada gets put into WWE Hall of Fame. I was gonna say Kenny Omega gets put into the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, that'd be wild. Um, th- that is certainly probably probable. You have to think, like certainly probable. Uh, go, yeah, we taught him everything we know when he was an OVW. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, oh, great! That was number five, Scotty. Give me another number one through eight. That isn't number five. Number one. Number one, CNBC said that WB has had talks with gambling regulators in Colorado <laughs> in Michigan to legalize betting on, quote, high-profile matches. Uh, WB has hired Ernest & Young. You may recognize the name because they are the firm that works with the Emmys and the Academy Awards to keep the award results from leaking. Executives from WWE have proposed the idea that match results would be, quote, locked in months ahead of time uh, for these high-profile matches. And There's the, your long-term booking, you bitches. They're forcing long-term booking in a way. Uh, and the wrestlers involved would only be informed shortly before the match takes place. On Thursday, however, this is, so that report came out on Wednesday. The next day, CNBC updated the article confirming that WWE has already registered with the Indiana Gaming Commission. So this is not, I think that that part of the news has been overlooked. It is not just that they're thinking about it. It is, they have already done it. They have already, they are doing it. 
It is happening. This is their long-term booking play to force it. They are going to uh, have, uh, they hired a firm that handles it very successfully. And any high-profile matches, you would have to think, for example, the Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns stuff. You can go to Indiana and bet on it and on who will win that match. So, Scotty, how do you feel about this idea, this, not idea, this action that WWE is taking uh, and putting high pro on, on putting bets on high profile matches. Well, you ruined your entire business if you do it. So congratulations if this works out. Uh, <laughs> I, one because there is no fucking chance that these things stay under a hood. It's just never gonna happen. It yeah. can't happen. The first person that finds in wrestling of. The first person that finds that sheet of all the results within the next, like, six months is just going to be like, all right, thank you. Free money, free Mm -hmm. money, free money, free money. Like, you can, so you can bet on wrestling. Yes. Other places. Correct. I want to point that out. It's not that I'm saying you shouldn't be able to bet on wrestling. You can do what the hell you want. I don't give a shit. You already do the DraftKings thing. This is just getting to the next level of that. They are sponsored um, by DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, they do the draft. If anyone's paid, ever played that DraftKings thing, you do predict things. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Um, I guess. Even though you're betting on wrestling. Yes. Isn't that different? No. Um, but this, just, is, this would be betting on wrestling that like WWE itself is involved in. Yeah, yeah. The thing is for me is that it's never going to work. It's never going to work. One person's going to have all the news and all the stuff under wraps mm-hmm. and that's it. Never going to happen. Well, two people. It is Ernest and Young. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, <laughs> it's it's Eric Young. <laughs> it's Eric Young. That's why they brought him back. <laughs> uh, I don't. I just don't see how this works out, but I'm going to be entertained as hell trying to see them do it. My be, at a certain point, they're going to be like, fuck this. I don't, I don't care about gambling anymore. We can't do this anymore. Um, but hey, you got your long-term booking. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to go place a bet on uh, Roman Reigns to shock the world. Uh, should be great. The That's the from more, most frustrating part, which is also, it's frustrating in the sense of like, this is how it's going to affect creative. And then when I was describing this to Jesse, uh, my I ended up saying, "Oh wait, actually, it doesn't matter whatsoever." Was that like I was thinking? I was freaking out about it. I was like, "But this is so stupid." If you're doing a high profile match, it's like you're betting on like the WrestleMania outcome that's months away, and you're all believing it's going to be Cody versus Roman, and then it's just going to be the story is just going to be basically spinning the wheels because you want to believe that both people are going to win. And that is totally possible. And both person coming in with a lot of momentum to have the ability to possibly win. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. That's already kind of what wrestling already is, especially in WWE. Yeah, yeah, you already put too much thought into it. Um, but there's all, but there's already many other issues that are outside of creative stuff. There is automatically that entire bet gets a push if Cody Ray, Cody Cody Reigns, Cody Rhodes tears his pec and is out of the match or something, right? Well, yeah, but that that kind of goes with all betting if an injury happens. So. Sure, sure, but that you know, but this is not like a bet of like an NFL game and like one person gets injured and the game can still happen. No, but it's like the Super Bowl futures. Like you can bet who wins the Super Bowl before the season starts. That's true. This also would affect 
And I'm interested to know in hindsight how much this may have affected it. What if, let's say, I don't know, let's just pick a random guy on the roster, a Sami Zayn type, suddenly got super hot and and super hot, and the story, the bet, has been locked in for months that it's going to be Cody versus Roman with Cody winning. But all of a sudden, you have this super hot baby face in Sammy that everyone's saying, hey, we want this guy to be in the main event. Uh, if you add him to the main event, would that ruin the bet? It, it, or can you just not ever add him at all and just have to ignore him? And let's say put him in, I don't know, let's just pick a random thing, a tag team match, um, to not ruin the bet because you have this going on. That is an interesting thought that you can now... It now, you know, we always talked about it, like the TVs and everything that like money doesn't matter, or whatever. Now it's like the storyline doesn't matter for these high things because it's locked in. If someone were to get hot like Sami Zayn, or let's say you needed a Kofi Mania or or a Becky Lynch or anything like that, where it's like this is locked in, but suddenly someone super, you know, out of nowhere gets super hot, we just have to shove them to the side because they won't matter because they. It, no more natural baby faces is going to come from this. For you, that's what WWE already does. Produce. Uh, no, it's all bad. It's all bad. It's uh, it's not going to be an idea that works. No, or it's not going to be an idea that works in this understanding. I'll say that. No, and I think ultimately it won't actually matter. It won't change much because either it's just not going to work out. Now. Let me let me go back. The reason this isn't going to work is because it's not like the Oscars. In it is like the Oscars in a lot of ways, but it's not like the Oscars in that this is wrestling. It always gets out. Yes. If it didn't always get out, it'd be one thing. Yes. But it always gets out. Um, that's that's the difference, and that's why they have to go through all these hurdles to make it work. So you know, I don't think it's going to work out. Obviously, I don't think uh, WWE is going to just, you know, make this their business. But and we have to also remember them being sold could change everything, I think, in that respect, too. Because it's like. If someone buys this company. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when someone buys this company, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you know, they may want it run differently than oh, you know what, we have to have everything planned out months in advance. You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see because it just, uh, it's not an idea that's going to work. No. I'll just say that. At least in this current form. No. Yeah. Like, if, if all you did was bet on, you know, because we see the betting odds for Royal Rumbles and, Money yeah. bag, stuff like that. Royal Rumbles that would be something you can bet on, sure. I think that's yeah, but like, who's gonna win the world title match at WrestleMania six months in advance? No, it's not gonna happen. No. Also, if this was like territory days, and this this is what we're hap- this is what we're doing, like territory days, one hundred percent, there'd be a worker out there that doesn't know the result until day of, finds out they're losing, puts millions of dollars you know let's say they were like not the favorite to win puts millions of dollars on themselves forces the result to be there they get the win and then cash out and never never be seen in wrestling ever again 
It just, yeah. <laughs> just force, oh, I win, <laughs> and I get the money. Uh, th- th- I've seen Pulp Fiction. I know it can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw some. I so this is actually good timing. So for some reason, yesterday, I watched the NWO like bio, like the A and E biographies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched, I watched that, and I was like, you know, I, I can't stand Hulk Hogan, and I can't stand the NWO. So happens to all work out. And they were talking about how like. The night at Starcade when Hogan didn't want to lose the stake, mm-hmm. and Hogan was like, "Yeah, no, I said, uh, I said it would work. It, it'll be fine." I was like, "You fucking, yeah, fucking liar." And you know, Bischoff's like, "Yeah, Hulk had a problem. One time, the only time he had a problem was his creative power." Okay, okay, Bischoff. Um, and then, then before the segment's over, they're like, "Yeah, I forgot what happened." I was like, "What? Shut up!" All of a sudden. And the reason I bring this up is because there's always going to be some creative differences. Mm-hmm. Always in pro wrestling. It's going to happen. It finds out the day of that they're oh, losing. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine. Not, like, not going to work for me, brother. Like, imagine Roman Reigns was told like a year and a half ago he was going to drop the universal title. Yeah. And he'd be like, uh, no. Yeah. The day of, he'd be like, "No, we're not going to do that." And then what? Then the betting's ruined. Also, how locked in is the story? Like, like if it was locked in at yeah. SummerSlam, is it like they open up the, the 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 Ernest and Young opens up the award envelope and it says The Rock is the WWE champion? Uh oh. <laughs> so essentially, so essentially, this is what has to happen for this from now on. This will have to go. This will have to become a TV show to the very, 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 yes. very end in that you're pretty much writing in seasons now. You're yes. not writing in day to day. You're not writing in live. You take the sport, the complete sports aspect out of it 100%. Yes. Which is ultimately so, what WWE wants to do. Yes and no, because that's. However, comparing themselves with the sports is how they get so much money from TV people. Yeah, because it, it's it's not like you're betting on like a football team winning a game or something. It is like you're watching The Walking Dead and you're betting on who's going to die at the end of the season. Sure. Like that, like that, like essentially like that in terms of like, we're building up the story to get to this point. There could be other issues. There could be contract negotiations. There could be all this other X, Y, and Z factors That's what into it. Would it. Be now, yeah. If, if you were able to bet it like it in the current form, it would be more like a Super Bowl type thing. Yeah. Not saying it would be because you know everyone, someone would have the answer of who's winning, who's losing. Either way, this is the dumbest fucking idea <laughs> they've had, and that's saying something because they're so dumb. Yeah, it's not a great idea at all. And it's happening. And I think, again, I want to stress that part. It is happening. Indiana has already started. Colorado has bowed out because they don't allow bets for, like, predetermined storylines. So that can't work there. Um, uh, What was the other state? Uh, Command Z. Uh, Michigan. uh, Who knows? Um, I don't know their, their state laws or anything like that. Um, and you know who else states might show up, but it, it's just like a wild, just hilarious, like, oh my god, what are, the, what are we thinking? Because 
it just it it won't work out. It won't work out. All right, two through eight, Scotty, but not five. What are you picking for our news Rambo here? Two. Big news that came out later this week. AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are currently finalizing a deal for a third weekly wrestling show. On Saturday's edition of Matt Men, Andrew Zarian reported that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are closing on a deal to add a third AEW show to the schedule. Similar to Rampage, this would be an hour-long broadcast. While the official particulars are unknown, Zarian recently tweeted a hint that led people to believe it would be on Saturdays at 6.05 p.m., the previous day and time of WCW Saturday night on TBS. He could not confirm that, however. That is just a rumor that he thinks... uh, just That's just what he thinks it would be. But ultimately, what we learned is we're getting a third hour, third TV show of AEW, similar to Rampage, uh, happening soon. So huge news for uh, AEW and WWE... Sorry, not WWE, AEW and WBD, uh, a company that uh, that hates having AEW on their property so much that they're giving them another TV show and another hour of wrestling. So, Scotty, how do you feel about the upcoming show, AEW? Uh, I think the belief is that it might be called Collision, I think it was, because I think they have that... Uh, I think they have that copyright. I think it was Collision. But whatever the show's going to be, how do you feel about this third AEW TV show on its way? I'm not going to get my hopes up. Not going to get your hopes up? Why is that? No, because Rampage sucks ass. Oh, I see what you mean. Not in ter- yeah. you're not getting your hopes up in terms of it happening, but it being good. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about it happening or not. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, these things are usually true. Uh, every report we ever hear is that this, you know, Warner Media loves them and they gave them all access. Yep. They they worked together to reform the title name named after Shazam. Like, guess what, people? They like each other. Congratulations, them. Yeah. Yeah, but the show's probably gonna stink. <laughs> that's that's the unfortunate part. But I thought about this. Thought about this when I start. I said, then you need to start doing rampages live and recording collision ahead or after those. Agreed. Depending the city. That's the only way to make Rampage good, and you can make Collision the new Rampage. Yes, and and it's been a constant trend of like a live Rampage tends to be better. If Warmy loves this company so much, maybe we can get a better time for Rampage. This is Rampage, baby. I hate 10 p.m. on Friday. I, I hate it. I I, I, guess I what? De- Tony definitely Khan don't watch. Probably till does day. too. Yeah. I definitely don't watch it until the next day. You know how I know Tony Khan hates it? I've watched him book it. <laughs> That's how I know. That's you know a fair how point. He's probably going to hate Collision. I've watched Battle of the Belts. It stinks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Majority of the time. Yeah. We obviously don't know what day it's going to be. And it's AEWWVD. You know, we're saying AEW. There's no. Is there an outside chance it's Ring of Honor? You know, there, it's eight. For an hour? Which is already happening. Ring of Honor is already happening for an hour. Well, it's two hours, but yeah. Oh, I don't I don't pay attention to <laughs> I skip through commercials. Ring <laughs> of Honor doesn't have commercials. What? Since when? Um, <laughs> it has two weeks. It's been two weeks. But is you there, should know by now. Is there a possibility that it could be uh, Ring of Honor? I mean, and I just and just bring it down Tony to it. Like, well, I have this little toy over here. Yeah. Um, 
but I doubt it just because they probably want the AEW name attached to it. Then they could do AEW presents Ring of Honor. I was about to say, follow that up on my backup question. If it's not Ring of Honor, do you think Tony Khan regrets not mixing the brandings and just calling it A of AEW Honor or AEW Ring of Honor presents? No, because Tony Khan's a type of guy that doesn't like to take a history away from things. Yeah. Because if he does that, then we could just call him Vince. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair. And as someone that's loved honor, because honor is real, folks. Um, I don't want him to change it <laughs> at all. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm seeing what Tony Khan would do if he didn't have to book for quarter television and stuff. And it's a great time. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind if Ring of Honor got an hour of TV, but I'm not expecting it. Uh, it they have so they're about to have way too many shows. That's ultimately what's going to happen. They need to get rid of dark. Yes, I, we talked about this last. We week. We talked about it last week. They need to get rid of dark. Not dark elevation. You can keep that one. You can keep the one that records before dynamite. That's fine. Yeah, that's the more interesting one. It's ahead of a crowd. Get rid of the one in Universal Studios. Only do Ring of Honor in Universal Studios moving forward. Because if you're going to have AEW Collision and AEW Rampage, you need to do this differently. And yes, you can go live for Rampage every single week now. Yep. Record Collision before it. I don't care. You're telling me a hot crowd then. Yeah, I feel like the idea would be... It depends on the city, actually. Yeah, I think you have either Dynamite and Elevation and maybe a Dark Match or whatever. Um, and then you have live rampages and collision, and, or maybe also another dark match. I don't know, but then you also the, there. I, I could also see them getting rid of dark completely, which I think is the better idea, and just do because also you have the house shows and the ba- battle of the belts and all this other stuff happening. Get rid of dark, and then the universal. What if the universal tapings were day one, Ring of Honor, day two, Collision. That's if that's what we're calling it, you know, and just have it, you know, instead of it being dark tapings, it's just a W collision, just dark evolves into this new property. Yeah. I mean, it would make the show unique for sure. Yeah. um, Because it'd be a different venue. The only thing is. I just want the rampages live. Like that's agreed. I I want one of these two shows to benefit Yes. From all this, if you're bringing another hour in, and Rampage would be the one you'd want to benefit. Um, yes, agreed. My hope is when they when they make a new deal, if 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 and when they join up with Warner Media again, mm-hmm. um, presumably to fix the Rampage time. Then, yeah. Hey, like, listen, if you're gonna give me all this money, can we like like put this somewhere that's gonna make us more money instead of Again, I don't know where you'd put it because there's just so much going on during the week, and he wants to avoid, you know, sports and stuff like that. But he wants to avoid WWE. Yeah, like there has to be a set time. Like, would seven o'clock weekly be the worst thing? I'm okay with seven o'clock rampages because because if everyone knows it's at seven o'clock and it stays that way, that's fine. When you switch it. One week, yes, right, and it's not announced to Wednesday. Yes, <laughs> two days before, it's like that's when you don't get the viewer switch. Yes, we've seen that. But yes. if you have it at seven o'clock every Friday, 
as a lead into SmackDown. I don't know. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah. I, and it's not a bad idea at all. I mean, also, especially also if you're going into, you know, rights negotiations, you can also yeah. like, you know, you know, let's say, let's say, you know, Fox is interested in AEW. Like, oh, okay, we'll get AEW and we'll do them as the lead into SmackDown. Right. I've yet to watch a Ring of Honor live, quotation. Sure. Um, mostly because I always forget that it's on and then I'm like, ah, shit. Well, I'm, I have to wait till the end now. I'm also not um, in the habit. But still, I like that it's over at nine so I can just turn it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the stuff like that. Like, I like the earliness of it in a lot of ways and you're not going to hit an eight o'clock time that's not happening on tnt but listen or whatever no, it's on tnt or let it be a lead into basketball mm-hmm. or something like that because basketball starts at seven thirty, eight o'clock i'm just trying to think of new ways to not have it at 10 o'clock maybe have it live a little bit more i think seven o'clock on fridays is a good time for rampage and then you can you know tape whatever after the fact Again, depends on the city, of course, but I don't know. I guess we'll uh, guess we'll see. Either way, them getting more is definitely not a bad time. No, it is definitely uh, the look of a company that enjoys their product and wants to give it more ability to be good. And you know, it's it's cheaper. We talked about it before. I've talked about this many times that AEW product is way cheaper than anything else. Um, it gets more bang for your buck, and that is what WBD needs mm-hmm. right now. Um, <laughs> trust me, I know, I know, I know things that aren't public, Scotty. Ooh, I have scoops. Ooh. I got scoops that I can't say because uh, they're scoops I shouldn't know. Anyways, story, <laughs> story of the scoop. Uh, I'll tell. Maybe I'll tell you off here. Um, <laughs> all right next up uh two through eight without picking five and two not two three, so three you're, yeah, you're just picking the numbers you're just picking the numbers now i don't want i don't want to forget anymore <laughs> <laughs> chris hero has returned to wrestling uh well yeah. at least in a backstage sense chris hero has been named the new shoot booker legit shoot booker of west coast pro wrestling he is an on-stage uh, authority figure in a sense, but he is apparently also the legit new booker of uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling, the indie in California. How do you feel about Chris Hero becoming the new booker of West Coast? I so so when this got announced, I was a little shocked. Not because I think Chris Hero is a bad thing. I think it's because, for me at least. West Coast has been going so well that changing the Booker is a little unique. I, I think um, is it is it Vinny Mazzaro that owns West Coast Pro? I believe I believe so. I, okay. I don't know if he and, owns it, but at least he's he's definitely a part of. And presumably he was the he was the Booker before. Yes. That said, Chris Hero I think universally is kind of known as one of the strongest and best minds in wrestling. Correct. So I'm actually very excited to see what he can do. Um, I love West Coast Pro. I think they are the best indie here in the U.S. consistently. Um, and I don't think that's changing. I didn't get to. I haven't got to watch their show last week, um, but I've heard good things. I think it just got up too. Um, but I've it heard did. good things about it. If you didn't watch it live, it was delayed upload for like a week. Like it yes, took forever. 
that needs to change but that's not their fault yeah um but i think it's really really good it's between them and deadlock right now here in the u.s and having having him having chris hero as your lead that's a good thing to me that's a very good thing um i'm i i I mean i can't say for sure because he hasn't started booking yet but i like (laughs) him i like him i i've always liked hearing his mind for wrestling Mm -hmm. he has a very deep knowledge Mm -hmm. too like you know whether it's whether it's you know joshi puro indies you know tv wrestling like he has a very good knowledge so i wouldn't be shocked if he was part of the reason aja kong's coming in for them truthfully yeah it's a question of because i believe aja kong was announced before chris hero formally came in so it's a question of how how when at what point did he formally come into the company right but right. I, but either way, I wouldn't be surprised if that was him. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to book more Joshi and book yeah. more Puro talent. No matter what, the best part about this is him being around them. Yes. He's going to teach so many people to be great because he is great. You know, he may not have made it in WWE and stuff like that. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah. he is the guy who is one of the key parts of the best Ring of Honor. Yes. Right with you know teaming with Claudio and the rivalry with Punk and stuff like that. So I'm excited. Like this is this is a indie promotion going out of their way to try to improve. Correct. That doesn't happen enough. And not just in terms of their talent getting better and getting training. Not in terms in terms of and you know I I I agree. I thought their booking and and their all this stuff has already been pretty good. They yeah. they had solid world title booking. They didn't really have a lot of. They had some undercard stuff, um, but I think this is this can it depends. We don't know how Chris Hero is going to be, but you would have to think this might be better for booking because Chris Hero is a great mind in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then also three, what this is is a huge, not huge, a pretty big PR blast that goes out there saying, "Hey, West Coast Pro is a company that is one has Chris Hero." Remember him? A great, you know, to that, that those are better people that say, oh, I loved Chris Hero back in the day. I would love to see him. And Chris Hero maybe, like, I could see Chris Hero maybe wrestling here and there uh, if you really sure. wanted to in West Coast. Um, sure. But he's there and it might get people to be like, oh, I can, I'm, let me go check out West Coast Pro because that's the Chris Hero show. Yeah. Um, number two, that's really big in terms of PR blast that I think is something that is, actively missing and you brought up dpw which we also know is happening with this it is announcing that hey west coast pro has a booker that is actively booking storylines it was always you know we didn't weren't quite sure and all this other stuff we know of dpw that they have bookers um but the idea of indies having formal bookers making storylines for the wrestlers there are indie promotions that are already nice. had bookers there are already indie promotions that already had you know storylines, but we're talking about like Ring of Honor. Everyone's got something happening, and this guy's job is to just figure out the storylines of that company. And hopefully, that presentation of we're taking this seriously in terms of storylines, we're not just going to be an indie promotion that has a bunch of dream matches on it, quote unquote dream matches on it. We're going to be yeah. out there and actively trying to become a the next. Let's. Well, I'm just going to say. 
we're going to try to become like the next ring of honor to be here for yeah. 20 years or whatever. That should be everyone's goal. It's not obviously, but it should be. I think the biggest problem people have with the Indies these days is that there isn't story to it. There isn't the maybe at most times, one of the most important parts of pro wrestling to make something matter. And I think that's on purpose because I think places like GCW, you know, they book matches and that brings people in and, yeah. you know, not, and that brings people in at any time, yeah. right? You don't need to know something for it to make sense. Yes. That being said, your product's just going to be better and you have a better chance of growing because of stories yes. and because of stuff like that. That's why Deadlock Pro is so popular. They've they've established that from the start. They have their same usual crew every single week, or not every week, but every time they do a show. Mm -hmm. And that goes for West Coast Pro too. Don't get me wrong. If West Coast Pro has a chance to bring in Will Ospreay, they're going to bring in Will Ospreay. Yeah. But they're going to play that story to a Titus Alexander. They yeah, cuz they did bring in Will Ospreay, like as you're alluding to, and they played it into the Titus Alexander storyline of him becoming their next ace yeah. as it were. Yeah. And that's what beyond not be was it beyond? No, G no. Beyond did uh, GCW technically did that with Nick Wayne, but that was more of a one-off. Of, yeah. And I think yeah. that's more just Nick Wayne's story, not GCW doing that on purpose. It was just a chance to book that match so they did it well there was also uh, like they wanted to do nick wayne will osprey for a, a wrestlemania show weekend and that fell through right 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 so it was just to make up for it so i think that's why i like west coast pro so much trust me we talk about it more on the show if one uh the shows the shows i feel like always happen right before we're gonna record so it's just never gonna work out for us it's typically the um, saturday before and it's also almost always on a weekend where a billion other more important shows are happening and we just don't have a third hour if we had a yeah, third hour i'm sure we would talk about it more yeah but they their company i like to follow um i always pick at least one or two matches from their shows yeah at least um but the, moving forward i'm excited because they've done a really good job again at telling stories don't get me wrong i'm gonna you know i need to repeat they do do what indies do and book cool matches but they also have stories going on and now with chris hero i'm sure they'll continue and and hopefully the stories are more prevalent i think that's another issue is that like yeah. it's not like gcw isn't running stories it's just that the stories are not completely obvious all the time to me a an average viewer i just don't like I see to me, GCW feels like a dream match promotion versus a storytelling promotion. I know they've had stories. I know they do have stories, but I can't tell you at all what they are. I, I have no idea what they are. Um, you know, I, I know vaguely of the stories of West Coast Pro. I know vaguely about stories in Defy. I know vaguely about stories in Deadlock Pro. And maybe those are maybe that's just also bias, and I know more the, about those promotions than GCW, maybe. But like GCW is like arguably a number one indie in the company or not company in the country. Um, but it's like, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's because of storylines. Well, you and I talked about this before the peaks of GCW have been the Ricky Shane page, Nick, Nick gauge bout going straight into the Matt Cardona, Nick gauge title turn. The Nat Cardona title turn was a huge story and was great. And it played into a lot of GCW moving forward. The Ricky Shane page stuff 
it is believed and known and, and you could corroborate or whatever on this stuff that the person that was booking the majority of the Ricky Shane Page, Nick Gage stuff was Ricky Shane Page, who then went on and became the booker of Circle Six until that fell through. So like the the moments where the peaks of GCW when they were actively telling stories were when they were telling stories. I who what's the story in GCW about Nick Gage right now? I don't know. I heard he had a good match, a good 30-minute match against Mike Bailey, but then I don't know what that means about the overall story arc for Nick Gage. Just it feels like it's just one last hurrah. That's the story. But I don't know. He wants to face Maki Ito. I don't know. What's the story? Um you know, you're, you know, and maybe, maybe GCW fans not get mad at me. Like, like when maybe I'm the WB hater that's like, where are the stories in AEW when it comes to GCW? I don't know, but it's just like I'm excited and I want companies to be out there and be like, we have a Booker, we are actively working on storylines, and we're going to be actively pushing storylines in our company, and that to me is what West Coast Pro is doing with Chris Hero. Yeah, there's something about just trying that is appreciated, right? Yes. Like, it's such a simple, simple thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is lost upon people. Um, But hey, I'm happy. You're happy with it. Obviously, we have to wait and see. Yes. Because he could suck at this. <laughs> right. You, no one's just good at it. Yeah. Um, But we'll, yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to wait and see for sure. Uh, News Rambo, four, six, seven, eight. What are your picks? Yeah, just do it in order the rest of the way. You're you're done with this bit? I can tell. Uh, Number four, contract news. We got two little bits of contract news. First up is, this is like a 4A and 4B. This is Saray is leaving WWE. Uh, She will be returning to Japan on May 16th at the event Sarayism at Shinjuku Face. Uh, so yes, Saray, the former NXT talent that came in, that took forever for her to come into the company, and then she finally came into the company. She lasted as her normal self for a little bit. Then she became like a Sailor Moon, a teenage girl that turns into a wrestler because of a, a, a god, sun god amulet thing. Very Lucha Underground uh, character, I felt like. Uh, lasted a month. I think I only had a feud with Tiffany Stratton. That was it. And now... She is going, leaving WWE and heading back to Japan. Uh, how do you feel about Saray formally leaving WWE? Thank fucking God. That's how I feel about this. She was wasted from the moment she went in there. And unfortunately, unfortunately for her, this was expected. Yeah. From the start. Don't get me wrong. She absolutely suffered from NXT 2.0 becoming a thing almost immediately as she got there. That just that just went from okay, it's going to be tough for her to she has no shot in hell now. It's also because, it was also reported that like a lot of the reason she fell off was like people like Regal getting out of the company. Yeah, yeah, that which, you know, goes hand in hand with the 2.0 thing. Yes. Um and the best way to describe this to people who may not understand is that she she isn't like EO 
she isn't like Kyrie. She isn't like Asuka. What she what carries her the most is the in ring side, and that's not to say anything about the other three in ring wise. I think they're all great, obviously. Sure, but they had that charisma side of things that could carry them, and she just didn't have that for her. She has charisma, but not that's going to stand out to an American audience. Yeah, she's going to do that. It's going to stand out to a Japanese pro wrestling audience because that's what you're used to because it's it comes within the match it comes within the wrestling side of things. Um, so I'm beyond happy that she's go- she's left this company. She was wasted from the very first day. She essentially had a three year retirement, and now she can actually uh, go out there and wrestle. Thankfully, she's also only 26, so not like uh, not like she's not in her prime. She's still very much in that prime, and mm-hmm. I. Uh, I expect big things for her now that she's coming back. Yeah, she is. She's not someone that is an over-the-top character like an Asuka, oh. like an Io, like a Kyrie. I would say Kyrie's probably third on that list to Io and Asuka. Um, yeah, but charisma-wise, absolutely. Yeah, but she is. Well, she's not an over-the-top character, so they they gave her for the American. Yes, yes. Uh, She is not an over-the-top character, which is why they gave her an over-the-top character that was ridiculous and silly. You know, because they're like, they gave her a a crutch to be like, hey, use this and just work with this. And it didn't work. And obviously didn't work. The people that believed in her left the company, got forced out of the company. Uh, Not forced out, they got fired. Um, The entire booking team changed. The entire idea of the, the... company she was in the promotion she was in changed and it no longer was in ring forward it was totally um you know it was totally just character driven which you know for someone like her it's in choose in ring forward that's a detriment if she came into the company when they originally wanted to bring her to the company and not just you know because of the pandemic and all that stuff like you know sat at home for a little bit if she was actually able to come in Maybe she would be in a better spot. Maybe she would be on main roster. Or maybe she would be doing something more important in NXT. Uh, but just because of that delayed entrance and not having a lot of time actually to present herself until the entire show, the entire promotion flipped, it just became the end of days for her. Um, so that, yeah, it, it's disappointing in the sense of like, you know, this was another in-ring worker for WB and NXT that need it, but it's also like, okay, fine. They, she's getting, she's getting not good in NXT. That's not a good place for her to be in. If you want to see her wrestle, this not NXT. They're not pushing her. They can't do anything with her. So they're gonna. It's a good thing. You know, get rid of her. You're not gonna use her. Get rid of her. And uh, she's going back to Japan. And uh, we'll see what else she does. She already has. She already has one match set up. We'll see what else she has set up. She like, you know, she's. She did the independent circuit for a long time still, so she's she's gonna bounce around, I'm sure. Will she ever land anywhere formally? She's gonna, she's gonna do a lot of stardom. Yeah, I, I feel like I could totally see her do a stardom. Um here's why, folks. Mm-hmm. You could think whatever you want about WWE. You have WWE attached to your name in any way that yeah. makes you a bigger star. Exactly. Guaranteed. Exactly. We saw it with Kyrie when she came back. She went from she was a big star in stardom already, but now she's humongous in a lot of ways. She feels like she's elevated to a level I don't think a lot of people realize. And that would, you know, Io was the top star when she left. I couldn't even imagine what she would be if she walked back in. Yeah. Um, 
three, you know, she didn't spend a lot of time there. Like we said, she didn't have a lot of matches there, but she got there. Yes. And, you know, people are going to realize that. I'm sure with that IWGP women's title, she instantly becomes someone they would love to have competing for that title because, again, she's at least someone familiar to crowds here in the U.S. now. Yep. So it's things like that. That is going to all benefit her uh, in the long run. So we'll have to wait and see, but obviously they're going to want to bring her in. I would be shocked. She was supposed – people that don't know, she was supposed to have a match against Mayu Utani for the World of Storm Championship long ago, but she signed a contract with WWE and it forced uh, them to not do it. She ended up having to stay in Japan for a year, but couldn't work stardom. So there you go. There's a match. There's a match somewhere to be had. There's not only a match, but it was, it was going to happen before she left. So yeah. it's not like, uh, it's not like I'm crazy by saying it. No, it's on the table. Uh, the other contract news bit is Taya Valkyrie is done with Impact and has no priorities with MLW, despite holding titles in both companies and also holding a t- title in AAA. Meltzer reports that she is likely to return to WWE or go to AEW. In unrelated news, Jade Cargill has a <laughs> TBS open challenge to any Canadian wrestler. So, Scotty, how do you feel about Taya Valkyrie's end seemingly end in impact and mlw i didn't even know she was in impact still i didn't realize she she is currently in impact she's currently an impact knockouts champion with of course jessica can i just can all right we're gonna do this Uh uh-oh uh-oh yeah, Mike Gilbert on for one show and all of a sudden he's gonna dunk on (laughs) no i'm not gonna dunk on impact i'm not gonna dunk on impact I'm going to dunk on how people book a certain thing. This doesn't, this just happens to have Ty Valkyrie involved. Uh, but one, yeah, Ty Valkyrie will probably be Jade Cargill's challenger. That's great. Whatever. Who cares? Um, she's better than Madison Rain. So there you go. More charisma than Madison Rain. Better in ring because Madison Rain might be the worst wrestler I've seen. Um, yeah. Anyways. And this this also comes from something Soraya said this past week. Um, and that is the idea of women's tag team titles. The never-ending let's have tag team titles. And as someone who believes that there are, you know, there's a lot of the time, if you book them right, they're a great thing to have. I watch them in stardom. They are sometimes my favorite titles in stardom because of how great the matches is, how well the stories are booked for it. It's a great time. But don't just have them to have them. Impact WWE. Because then they just become the biggest prop in the company because you don't have tag teams established. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but do you remember how they crowned the new tag team champions of WWE? They gave them to Raquel Gonzalez and Aaliyah just for them to lose to damage control weeks later. And now they're on Becky Lynch and Lita. Look at Impact. You put them on the Death Dolls, great. Sure, that's a team. 
But who the hell is going to take it from them? They don't have any other teams. I listened to Mike specifically talk about how who's the makeshift team of the week because that's how they treat all these women's titles. AEW can't do it. They added a TBS title to get more time on TV. Yeah, how's that going? I got one segment from Jade Cargill a week on one of these two shows, and usually it's for a minute, tops. So let's stop adding titles just to add titles. One. Two, if you're going to add women, not WWE, but if you're going to add women's tag team titles, make sure you're going to book them correctly or don't add them at all. I'm all for more women's wrestling, but I don't need titles to make that happen. You don't need titles to make that happen, especially for a company that already has two women's titles in AEW. They have two. They have a mid-card women's title. Put it on someone that you don't have to protect, okay? That's the other thing I heard this week. Well, you're going to protect Jade. Then get the goddamn title off of her if you have to protect her. God. Anyways, Ty Valkyrie going to AEW. Congratulations. <laughs> no, that's a great ta- that's a great uh, little tangent there. That's uh, exactly my thoughts indeed. Uh, that the problem with any one of the reasons Sasha Banks left the company is that because it's just a prop. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a historic thing and all this other stuff. But it's just okay. Great. Now we have it. Now what? What? The perfect example, what's the match at WrestleMania? The titles aren't on the line. Now, they might be in a different night, but the titles aren't on the line in the main match. They, you know why? Because it's about the star power. It's not about belts. Yes. They flipped the titles on the damage control and then flipped them onto Becky Lynch and Lita, and both of those teams are involved in one six-man, so the titles don't matter at all. They didn't matter before they, this feud. They did, Then they went into the feud, flipped them, and they still don't matter unless they flip nope. them off and do another match. Nope. They don't matter at all. No need for the title change. Didn't add anything to the story. Whatever. It's fine. Um, Anyways, yeah, Taya Valkyrie. Just... To, to AEW, are you okay with her in AEW? Is that a home for her? I get. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like Ty. Ty has passed her like great years. Admittedly, admittedly, not, her her. Oh, let's not say her great years. Let's say her best years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, like, <laughs> I I, I'll, I'll sit years. here and say I'm not a huge Ty fan. No. But what I will say, Ty has is good. Like she has good charisma. I've seen her cut good promos, so that's great. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see the fit either way for her. Yeah. Going back to WWE, that'd just be so dumb of her. But you know, if you want to, go ahead, go get the go get the contract. Sure, Good. go get the big money. You know, you're I would, married. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Go get the money. I would love how they treated. I, I would love with how they treated Taya Valkyrie in that company, and how they fired her like as soon as she bought a house in Orlando to go back to WWE. <laughs> just like well okay i'll go well the way i look at it for AEW is okay well you brought madison rain in yeah so i get it can't can't be worse can't be worse anyways she stinks and if they use her for ring of honor she's a name yeah she'll 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 have some that's the one thing ty i will give credit to ty valkyrie for sure she is a name she is a name who has had much success everywhere she goes except for WWE. True. 
it doesn't mean she's a draw. No, 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 no. But she's she's someone to add. She's someone sure. to add if you want to add to the roster, add a name. You could add her to the outcasts. She stepped in foot. She pretty much was in WWE as long as Tony Storm was, if you don't count NXT UK. That's true. That'd be wild to add her to the outcasts. What a completely different vibe <laughs> to, to add to that group. She'd probably... Uh... She might be their best promo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that Ruby Soho promo was pretty good. I like so you and I had different disagreements about this about the Ruby Soho promo. Because the moment I hear you people, I'm out. I'm gone. I thought See it was later. I thought it was the best you people promo I've ever heard. I think they all ba- I think they're all bad. So uh Fair enough. Alright, I'm gonna talk about the Ruby Soho promo. Um so she made some really good points. She made some really good points because I did go back and listen to it after I rolled my eyes at the you people. Sure. Um, Once you were able to stomach the you people part, you were like, okay, let me actually hear The funniest part is when she came back to the end of how she turned on people. And then I was like, you were literally like the loudest cheered woman like um, at the start of the year. But uh, that's fine. I get it. Sure. She used great points though because I remember all those moments. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. But they still use stupid fucking spray paint, so I don't give a shit about this crew. I hate them. I and I don't hate them because they're heels. I hate them because this is lame as shit. L L, your clothes is green. <laughs> the, the L <laughs> is silly. Is the L is super silly. Why are they trying to be the NWO? Because they are. They are. Why don't we just call them? They're not though. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying they are the NWO. I'm saying they are trying to be the NWO. I know they are. They literally just changed the name from Outsiders Outcasts. Yes. So thank you for that. But like, I just I don't I don't get the mindset. And I know it's all for blood and guts. You got to be an idiot not to see that by now. Yeah. Um, but I just I. Even though they have given me the little tease that, you know, you can always put Blackpool Combat Club back in there since they're heels now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just don't, I think the Ruby, my Ruby, besides hearing the you people comment, which I was like, <sighs> I know why you're doing it it's on purpose because that's, you're playing the WWE gimmick. Yes, that's also true. Also, which makes me laugh and that's funny, but it's just like, I still am going to roll my eyes every single time. Uh, but they've made these. The, I think Ruby does add a better edge to this trio. I was going to say the same exact I thing. Give, she, I want to give Ruby credit for that. I think already they have a better feel to them. Yes. Just stop with the stupid fucking spray paint. It looks so dumb when they sprayed. When they sprayed Riho on Rampage with the spray paint, I was like, "This. Is, what, am I, what am I watching here?" Yeah. It takes too long, too. Is this intimidating? It takes <laughs> way too long to spray green paint on her. Yeah, and like I think Soraya messes it up every time. Yeah, it just she it, starts like doing this, and then she's like, "Oh right, it's supposed to be an L." I don't <laughs> see. It doesn't work. It doesn't quite work. But I do think that, I think so. It's all to say, Ty and Valkyries is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Soho Soho adds a different dynamic to the comp- to the group that I think is a much needed punkier, yeah. edgier uh, dynamic. She sure. feels like the a leader of the group. Like you know, if we're talking about like if Soraya and Tony Storm are Nash and Hall, then weirdly Soho. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. 
The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Who's the Hogan? Uh, she, like, you know what I mean? She, she feels like she has leader energy of that group, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it helps that she's the best promo. Exactly, exactly. By, I would much rather substantial have. amount. The, that's what I will say about the you people promo. She still was able to get me in. Yes, despite the you people. Like if the other two did it, I would have just probably fast forward. That's true. That's true. And so, again, she made good points. So speaking about M- speaking about MLW. MAW oh, has formally amended their WWE lawsuit, claiming they are at risk of losing their deal of reels. Can you believe it? Uh, because Damn, of an exclusivity clause. this company still exists? I can't. Uh, because of an exclusivity clause WWE has with NBC Universal's Peacock. As part of trying to meet the court's demand for more evidence, the updated filing claims WWE has 92% of the total market share, with AEW controlling 6% of the market, Leaving two percent for everyone else. I'll ask. I'll ask you in a moment if you agree with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the updated filing also included WWE's efforts to block Ring of Honor for running Madison Square Garden in New York City during WrestleMania weekend, as further proof of the aforementioned predatory practices. Another note was that uh, they are also claiming that WWE uh, was trying to get Swerve Strickland, who was their champion at the time, uh, which is true. But uh, yeah, he's in this uh, as well. So yeah, MOW amended lawsuit. They're still going for it. They brought up the point of, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, we are losing our deal of reels because of this Peacock thing. Uh, so that that was the idea last week, and it became true this week. And then of course, I just love the WWE has ninety two percent of the market share with AEW having six. I don't quite know if that's accurate, but sure. What did you think of this amended lawsuit? One, watch the tweet I just sent you. Two, why do I still have to care about MLW? So, so, so for preference on the clip that I sent you, you it's a fan me. cam, you, and it looks so bad because that motherfucker was never going to hit them. <laughs> you're, you sent me a clip of Jay Lion and Midas Black wrestling in Hog against i'm gonna say amazing red and somebody jay yeah. lion who is a lion uh midas black is the ringmaster has a, a hula hoop in the ring uh, uh which is a ring in a ring jay lion does a dive this is their one of their big spots he does a dive through the hula hoop out to the outside as he dives to the outside amazing red grabs a chair slams it home into jay lion's skull yes i just wanted to send that to you because the fan cam shows that the line was never going to hit either of them. Anyways, no. On the MLW side of things, I can't believe this is how they stay relevant. Is fighting WWE? It's their only way to stay relevant. Now the market share thing. What ninety two percent? Is that in terms of money? Is that how we're going? Like how much money they they are worth? Like is. I think so. I think that's what they're claiming. Uh, he, said, mean, he says 92% of the total market. That is what Meltzer I mean, I wrote. 
I couldn't tell you what AEW is worth. I can tell you they're probably not worth six billion. Yeah, I'm not giving you Vince's number. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, but it seems like a lot, anyways. Yeah. Um, and market share is like, yeah, you know, comes down to eyes and stuff like that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Tam LW. Obviously, it's very smart to use the real thing. Why yes. wouldn't you use the real thing? It's Agreed. brilliant. It might give them a chance. Um, but. I just don't see what they're going to get out of this besides money. They're not going to get people to give a shit about their promotion. That's for damn sure. They're not going to give like nothing that comes from this is going to help MLW as a promotion. It's just going to maybe fill Court Bauer's pocket a little. That's it. The the thing about the reels thing, by the way, I love it because you're right. It totally use it. But if I was, yeah. if this is now part of it, if I was WWE's lawyers, I would then be like. Well, yeah, but you got a TV show with reels during this lawsuit. Isn't that against what you're arguing? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, WWE, because of our our exclusivity with Peacock is not allowing you to get a streaming service, but you've got a TV show. Like, like that's something. That's not nothing. You went from YouTube to TV. (laughs) Like, that's pretty good for you guys, right? (laughs) That's what I would say about reels. Uh, they were on Pro Wrestling TV, actually. My apologies, sir. Which, by the way, I have a I have a little complaint. You've had you've had uh, several complaints. Three news bits I have in a row. Many complaints because <laughs> everything is reminding me. Pro Wrestling TV has Warrior Wrestling now. Yes, which is already half of my complaint. Um, I'm very angry that they're not on fight anymore. That being said, they upload the extended version of their show the first show of the year that they did. Yeah. It was Warrior Wrestling 27. The extended version had one, like, one second of the Lucha main event. The extended version, Ryan. Yes. How is that extended? When I read extended, I said, oh, this is probably going to happen now because Vikingo's allowed to be on these shows. Yeah. Nope. Look, man. I was like, I'm done. See you later. Goodbye. Thanks for wasting my time. It did I its, have no more complaints the rest of the show. It did its purpose. It did its purpose, technically. It got you yeah, in. It sure did. It got sure it did get me in. It did get me in. I I I not I'm gonna I would bet money that you are not done with complaints for the show. Uh <laughs> Forbes, sports media money managing editor, Mike Ozanian. Recently wrote, Wells Fargo Securities thinks Fox is not likely to renew SmackDown at a higher price. And it's possible we can see SmackDown split between Fox and Linear and a streamer or the entire night move off and likely uh, accretive, accretive. I've never seen that word to Fox. Um, basically saying that they Wells Fargo, who is fairly, I think it was bearish, I believe they said, uh, on uh smackdown fox all that stuff uh it's basically saying that like i don't think it's gonna be happening they're gonna they're not fox is not gonna renew them for a higher price because they're not making enough money uh not enough making enough revenue for fox for being there for what they're getting uh and that you know we I, he's like i could see them do like a split between linear and streamer but the streamer's already in peacocks so that would be interesting or the entire night move off or they just lose the deal then fox ceo lakeland murdoch spoke on the Fox rights renewal with WWE saying, quote, 
if they ultimately sell the business, I hope the acquirer is as good a partner. Uh, we are ready to engage with them on rights when they ask, when they are ready. Appetite for WWE rights renewal may hinge on performance of overall sports portfolio. And there's a lot of conversation this week as well about overall sports portfolio in uh, baseball, football, basketball, uh, especially with Fox. So how do you think WWE's chances are with getting renewed by Fox for more money? More money? No. <laughs> um, well, you know, inflation's a son of a bitch. So uh, <laughs> maybe it will be more money, but it actually won't. Because if you remember the deal at the time, it was an insane amount. Yeah. But they were getting the, the UFC surf- deal, remember? Right. But if you think about it this way, say say it's more in the dollar amount, but it's not more in the fact that they're getting more in terms of the inflation sure. world of things. Sure. I could see that happen. If Fox, you know, wants to keep a live show on their networks, because at the end of the day, SmackDown still does good in terms of viewership on the nightly basis. They're typically number one, if not number two. Yeah. And you know, it it's it's weird because you don't necessarily want to just get rid of the number one show on cable Mm -hmm. every Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't want to lose money either. So that's the thing. I think conversations will happen. I don't think Fox will be like, yeah, we're done. See ya. Yeah. But ultimately, I do expect them, you know, probably back on USA Network or something like that. I think that's the best way to look at it. But with the live aspect, which is always, you know, that is always a player. They could get a good deal from someone yeah. to stay, no matter who it may be. Um, but if you're Fox... And you want live, like I said, live coverage. You want the number one show on cable every single Friday night. Yep. Nothing's going to beat SmackDown and SmackDown. And, you know, I could say all my things about SmackDown. They've given, they've put effort forward to give them good talent every single time. Yes. Or at least Roman Reigns. That being said, we've also in the past heard complaints about WWE on SmackDown with the whole Peacock uh, stuff of like right oh That's, we don't we don't like that they're advertising a competitor streamer uh yeah. versus our stuff that's probably why i think they will break away more than anything yeah it'll be stuff like that Had, if if that wasn't the case if they weren't on peacock they were still pay-per-views i would cry um if they were still wwe network like regular WWE network yeah i think this deal would have more life to it yeah because when they bought the rights to SmackDown WB network was still around. Uh, there were two world champions. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and they were, and we, and rights deals were not, well, they were super inflated really at the time, but you know, they were still looking, they're on the up and up. <laughs> they're still doing good. Uh, now in this world, it's like, well, SmackDown's not making enough money for what we're getting, but that we knew that they're they're ultimately WWE wrestling all the stuff as like a loss leader. You know, we've mentioned that before with like AEW as well. It's like that they're making money, which is great, but it's also like they're not meant to fully make money. They're meant to like advertise other shows, other Fox properties to people. That's ultimately what these things are, these live sports are. But the idea is, if it's a loss leader, if the idea is that we're going to lose money but are we getting more bang for a buck on the back end in terms of watching other properties and stuff? 
is SmackDown on Fox doing that? Well, we know they're losing money. Are, is that outweighing how much money they're gaining from other things, from watching other live sports that Fox owns, from watching original content that Fox is making? Is that happening? Is what that $27 million of loss in revenue enough of an outweigher? That we don't know for certain, but yeah. that's the question for Fox and WWE. If they get more money, I would be shocked. You know, yeah. they, they are not well, happy. They, they're they not happy about the streamer. They're not happy about the streamer. They weren't really happy when it became one world champion, but they, it was just like Roman. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Roman's not a draw, though, so that's another thing. Um, but Cody might, Cody will be champion, so maybe that would help them. Um, Roman's, Roman's not a Cena. Like, well, he's not a top, top, top draw. No. Like, if he shows up, it's not. He's not. He's not. A, not he's, he's not a needle mover. It's not changing things like a Cena appearing. No. Or yeah. Anyways, continue. But ultimately, it's it's not between a relationship in Fox and WWE and the relationship between like USA and WWE or even AEW and WBD. Fox and WWE seem like the most like we're business partners. That's it. That's all we are. It's not like a great relationship. It's just like just black and white. I I feel like if Fox wanted to give them more money, Fox will want more from WWE in terms of content or in terms of some other aspect. Maybe like an original show. I can show. see them willing to give that. WWE? Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit about giving content. <laughs> <laughs> they already have so much. Yeah. But I can totally like, say like, oh, main event becomes like a a, a Fox TV show, you know, yeah. like giving them something else. Special event, yeah, maybe quarterly or something like that. Yes, too. They would have to. I think they would have to have something more so that they yeah, can I, get. All, that would also off put the extra money, yeah. off put the loss in revenue. They would need something more out of it. I don't think it's completely dead in the water because I think WWE, obviously, if they get a good money. In any form from Fox, it'll be hard to pass up. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's going to take a little extra, I think, to make that work. And, you know, still, that's good. Now, that all being said, if Saudi Arabia, the probably current number one, buys WWE, does CW Fox they go. does Fox want a TV rights deal no. with Saudi Arabia? <laughs> no. <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> do they want to pay not and it's not that saudi arabia is paying them to broadcast it's fox then pays saudi arabia to have shows on their network does fox want to do that i can't see a reality where they do no because i i could i could see them accepting money from saudi arabia maybe but i can't see them paying money to saudi arabia that's That'd be a wild thing for them to do. Uh, but who knows? Who knows with this world? Um, th- that would be a huge... I, I think that, that's another aspect to it. It's like a lot of the right media rights deal stuff is super linked to the sale acquisition of WWE. Mm. It is super Absolutely. linked. It, it Like, whoever buys this company is going to determine the total future of this company. Like right. if if Saudi Arabia got we already saw if you know golf like what they're trying to do they're trying to get a foothold into uh, to into America with all these other sports programs but it's nothing's really taking 
if they do that, then that's a huge thing that they have, huge foot into America. But would TV networks be okay with that? I I don't know. Would a company called USA be happy to be paying Saudi Arabia? I don't know. <laughs> there's something there's something very arrested development about that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh I I don't I at the end of the day I will say I don't expect them to be back with Fox. Yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's I I just want to I just want to note. There's a shot. There's a shot. It's definitely not a like zero percent chance. No. It's just not a high percent chance. I'm like sixty forty. Well, that's a good number. Yeah. If they sold by if they're sold to Saudi Arabia, it drops. It drops significantly. <laughs> yeah. It drops but sub fifty percent for me. For now, I think sixty four is a good number. And then the last news bit, and then we'll talk some New Japan Cup. We'll actually talk some goddamn wrestling, folks. Um, this is all been wrestling. This is all been about. I got, a, I got angry a lot. You got angry a lot. <laughs> and well, almost none of it had to do with any of the news we talked about. <laughs> that's true. Well, maybe this will get you angry, or maybe this will get you deflated. You have to know what this news topic is going to be. It's the mustache. <laughs> the mustache is back, baby. Because uh, obviously that's the most important talking point of this whole bit. Vince McMahon is back. That's right. I said it last week and that he showed up on Raw. If you can't think I'm on top of this story, then you have for another thing coming, folks. Vince McMahon is back and this time in person. Reports this following Monday were saying that executive chairman of WWE, an alleged multi-time sexual harasser, uh, was backstage at Monday Night Raw in the gorilla position. The man was sitting there. Reports were saying that Vince was there only to see his close personal friend, John Cena, and that he was not involved with creative, that Vince McMahon was not involved with creative, despite previously being involved in creative in a phone call capacity, uh, and also physically being in the room where creative happens. Mm-hmm. Unrelated, Johnny Gargano is a nerd who likes comics, and Chad Gable is a short man. Also, Vince has a mustache. That's pencil thin. Uh, so, Vince McMahon... Physically back in gorilla position, famously creative area for WWE, uh, but only there to see John Cena. Only there to see John Cena. Hey, hey, only hey, just see there, John Cena. You know he, he was ha- only there to see John Cena. He wasn't there SmackDown. He wasn't. He wasn't there on SmackDown. He wasn't there on SmackDown. That being said, he has seen John Cena outside of this before, but yeah, that's fine. That being said. So it begins. <laughs> it, I, it's it's not. I would. I said last week it began already. This is the continuation. It's getting worse, folks. The man was in the yeah. building. Wrestlers saw him in person as they were walking out to perform. They're giving Triple H until he's giving Triple H until after WrestleMania. One hundred percent. One hundred. If if not taking it over right before WrestleMania. And just be like, no, it's mine. <laughs> well, to be fair, we're already at right before WrestleMania. So well, I mean, like, I mean, like the Friday before being like, all right. Uh, the reason I say he won't do that is because he would have just made the entire card himself by now. Good point. That's <laughs> a good. That's a good point. I think he would have jumped in by now to do that. He already got a few of his matches, but he would have had the whole card change. Um, yeah, this. Uh, fucking hate this guy. I'm so sick of him. Yeah, so sick of him. I'm so sick of his existence. I'm so sick of having to hear that he has a mustache and then I have to hear that he, you know, is doing things. I understand he's doing things. The moment he got himself back in the company, he was going to start doing things. And he's been Um, doing things. 
Yeah, it it all stinks, obviously, but every part of it's not so surprising. Uh, Voice of Wrestling had a good point about this about like just seeing there to see Vince, uh, just see there, just being there to see John Cena, and about how, yeah, I mean, and John Cena had a is there to promote a match against Austin Theory, who if we all recall was Vince McMahon's pet project. So I, mm, a, a close personal friend, John Cena, and his pet project Austin Theory, in a very in a promo that dunked the future star. And, you know, we all know John Cena's gotten a little uh, harsher in promos uh, in the past several years. But, you know, Chad Gable is uh, is short. Uh, uh, Johnny Gargano is a nerd. And Austin Theory uh, needs crowd noise piped in. I don't know. It's just a lot of Vince McMahon-isms that suddenly popped up <laughs> on this product. That, uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, wasn't that? I don't know. He's just there to see John Cena. I don't know. He's probably just there to see John Cena. He's just there to see John Cena. I don't know, folks. I don't know, folks. There's there's something about this that really screaming, really yelling at me. That I feel like the more I read about this story, and the more I read about his mustache, and the more I read about just being there to visit John Cena, and oh, he's just talking to me on the phone call. Says Hunter. Oh, we're just talking on the phone. No big deal. I've run him by him, and he says yes to all my ideas. I don't know. The more I watch this product, the more I want to spray paint a green L on my forehead uh, when I when I think about this story. You're enjoying this, aren't you? I'm loving it, dude. I'm loving this story. It's the dumbest story. The 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 news about the mustache is stupid. The news about oh, I'm just here the John Cena. And you know who were the first couple people I saw tweeting that he was just there at John Cena? The first person, whether I was the actual first person that, that mentioned it, or the first person that believed this was the case, or the first person that said this thing. You know who the first person I saw on Twitter talking about, oh, he's just there to see John Cena? Do you want to take a guess, Scotty? Louis Dangor. It was fucking Louis Dangor. This guy who is the fucking British cheese plate man needs to get off my fucking social media app and needs to get out of my view because this man is so pilled it is out of control. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. He was the first person I saw being the PR man for WWE. Oh, he's just here to see John Cena. Get him out of here! Get him out of here! I don't want to see this man. This is that. This is my rant of the week. Of get this man out of here. Get Vince McMahon out of here. This guy's forcibly controlled himself back into this company. He has formally taken over the aspects of the sale, which is constantly losing investors left and right, seemingly. He is in charge of the media rights sale, which according to the Fox CEO, they haven't talked about yet. (laughs) And they're waiting to talk about it. (laughs) And he is taking phone calls from Triple H and sitting in Gorilla. Why are we talking about a fucking mustache when this man is running WWE again? What are we doing? I seed my time. It was only a matter of time for... uh... WWE got you riled up. Ugh, it's been a while. It's been a while, folks. Woo! Woo! I'm getting the vapors. I'm getting the vapors. Woo! 
There you go. You got your freakazoid reaction <laughs> of the week to the WWE news. Yeah. And Vince McMahon is, in fact, in the building. What are we doing here, folks? I'm, I'm so done with social media. It's stupid. In the motherfucking building. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We got- so yeah, you see, you thought I was going to have rage. I didn't have any thoughts. I was like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm sick. I, 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 I can't talk about this guy anymore with any angry thoughts because it's just all happening exactly how you expect it. I needed to get but, that. I needed to get that out of my system. No, you just need to get it, Louis Dangor. That's exactly <laughs> what you need to do. It's fine. I, I'm fine with it. I've muted the guy and I still see his tweets. The fucking yeah, Twitter app is broken. That mute. That mute button don't work. <laughs> Do you see that thing about how the mute button, like in block lists, are like on like a weird server for Twitter that it costs them like extra money with the more people you block and the more people you mute, mute it costs Twitter more money because it takes up information on servers and the more they have, to have more servers for all these lists. That's I, great. Like, I, I've learned quickly. I just need to block people because if my mutes aren't going to work. Then I just I can't. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait for blocking. I'd block, I'd block more people if they couldn't find out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Um, Did I ever tell you the time I blocked Chase Owens and he blocked me back? And I'm yeah. like, good, fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of Chase Owens, let's talk about the New Japan Cup. Why don't we? Well, he's not the first guy we're going to talk about. Thank uh, we, God. We, I, I want to preface this. I've mostly enjoyed the New Japan Cup. That being said, there have been two days. Mm-hmm so far of this of this event that have been the absolute shits yeah <laughs> in four in, i guess technically five days i guess of new japan cup <laughs> it has been rough <laughs> it's been a rocky road it's been, a, it's been rocky but it's the first round it's never been it was perfect. expected if you looked at it on paper <laughs> the, the first round was supposed to be a rocky first road. rounds are never good First rounds of this New Japan Cup are never good. Second round last is last year. Well, last year I had hits and misses. I got Okada and Desperado. That alone was enough. That's true. That's true. We didn't have a we didn't have like a barn burner of a match. I, I don't think we ever had like a a four star match anywhere here, uh, in my opinion. But let's talk about it. Let's start off night one New Japan Cup this past Sunday Monday. I don't remember. I think it was Sunday. Uh, need to pick up night one. Tetsuya Naito versus El Fantasmo and Sonata versus Taichi. It was Naito over Fantasmo. Uh, I had Fantasmo going to the semifinals. Uh, and, <laughs> and Sonata versus Taichi. I had Taichi losing to El Fantasmo in round two. Uh, or round three, rather, I think, <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, round three. I had Taichi going to round three. Uh, what did you think? Of these first two matches of the night, but Naito and Phantasma was solid work, mm-hmm. good match. Um, Phantasma's figure, I, I, you know what, I said it after this match. I said Phantasma fits heavyweight much better than he fits junior. Yeah, he he's trimmed down on the silliness a lot, which is very. Yeah. We, we said it before about like he has sort of like that Omega push, very Omega. He's trimmed down on the silliness. He's getting more serious. Yeah, and I liked that about it. Um, and, you know, Naito's going to win roll-ups for the rest of the time, I've decided. That's just his new Japan Cup year. Yeah, baby. Um, which is fine. I think it's very funny. And then I I actually really enjoyed the main event because it was a Tai Chi match, not, mm-hmm. not a match. 
Yes. Um, yes. And I, you know, we're going to talk about this later with Sonata. We'll talk this about a Sonata, has, Sonata match later. <laughs> this guy has literally said, I'm better in shorter matches. So what do they make this guy do? <laughs> they make this guy wrestle for 30 minutes. I, I am. What are we doing? We'll get he to that. We'll get to. We'll get to that. Hold, hold that. Hold your horses. This match with Tai Chi. Twenty-five. Um, let me. Let me. Let Twenty. Me Twenty-four me. minutes and twenty-seven seconds. The match with Tai Chi, but better, but better, is my favorite so far. Really? It Interesting. Is. Interesting. It is. Um, I have it right there with two other matches, but this was hard hitting. It was King's Road like because Tai Chi's badass and yeah we love tai chi and i wish tai chi would get more of a push um and this was a sonata match where i thought sonata looked good mm-hmm. um and the thing with sonata is he can have good matches. yes it's not that he can't no it's just they make him do things that are so beyond that it doesn't ma- whatever this man i want to see sonata in the goddamn tv title picture get him out of here get oh him. yeah he He'd be great in that. I watched him in that tournament. He was good. Yeah, he was really good. Um, yeah, Sonata's not a 30-minute classics. Uh, he is an old-school 15-minute guy. Um, yeah, I thought both matches were good. I, I think it was less on the Sonata-Taichi match than you were, uh, for sure. But I thought both were still very good. Um, Naito Phantasma, I thought, was solid. Uh, I, I didn't really have, like, huge thoughts about either of them. Um besides like phantasma's looking like you like i said he dropped the silliness a little bit i like sonata's new finisher the sort of like ddt uh finisher yeah. thing i thought looked very good it looked i think kenta sold it like way better too and it was like perfect unfortunately it's like the move that uh velveteen dream made once upon a time yes Not that's where i recognized it yeah <laughs> that's- I, was, I was like i was like i always liked this move who did it? i was like ah oh. I was I was sitting there like who did this move previously? It's a great looking move, and Sonata with the right guy like Kenta, like smooth as hell, sold yeah. great. Uh, I'm, hey, you know I'm, I'm, I prefer it's a good move. I prefer Sonata having it, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a good move. I yeah. wanna I wanna say that too. I like I like it a lot. Um, night two slash the fifty first anniversary event of New Japan. Uh, we'll talk about the tag match as well because I think that's important as well. It was the main event. I, I just want to say I watched the junior tag. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about that uh, as well? That's I want the... to see how Le- I want to see how Leo and Hiromu did. Yeah, so that was Leo Rush. I'm gonna do this from memory. Leo Rush and Yo versus Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi. Yes. Good job. Um so these two are gonna have a great match. Yes. They're only slip ups, and this is the first time they went against each other ever. So their only slip ups is because Leo was too fast. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> which which totally makes me feel like, man, if this was a match that happened five years ago before Hiromu's injuries. Yeah. Now, I think it's gonna work out because now they're getting used to each other in these preview tags, so it's gonna be great. But I was like watching it, I was like, wow, this is really good. But uh uh Oh, oh, he he was he was too quick for him. Uh oh. <laughs> but that's otherwise, it's it's exciting. It's exciting because I think they're gonna have a good match. And when is that match scheduled? Do we know? That's the New Japan Cup final. Perfect. I can't wait for to see that. That should be very good. Um, I, uh, was was the tag match worth it, or was it still like oh, the, you're gonna see it for Leo Rush Hiromu preview? Well, that was pretty much the whole match. So <laughs> oh, good. Okay, that <laughs> was worth it. 
Uh, I watched it and I didn't walk away uh, disappointed. And uh, a reminder that Yo is a lot better because of Leo. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking about watching a match and not leaving disappointed, Shota Umino versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, I, I mean that sarcastically. I thought this match was... Uh, I gave it a 2.5. <laughs> did not yeah, I did too. That's kind of what I expected. So, not like... Uh, I didn't really expect higher. No, it's Yujiro after all. Yeah, it's it's big huge, big juice. The best line uh, of this um, best line of all time, Kevin Kelly saying, Nothing brings you back to pandemic wrestling like Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. Best um, line in the history of commentary. Few, the few things I had in mind after this match. Well, not in mind, but their story is actually pretty cool of how Yujiro used to be like kinda like a big brother slash someone to Shota when they were on the road like they'd play catch and stuff like that yeah so i learned that along the way i thought that was cool because Shota, uh, shoda's dad wasn't there to help him to play catch with him yeah i guess not and <laughs> the other thing is i need Shota umino to get rid of the goddamn death rider jacket yeah it looks silly more than ever him. i need him to get rid of the jacket i need him to get a new finisher i i don't know if i said this before but I cannot wait for G1, post-G1 Climax. Yeah, we, we talked about that after the Naito match. The guy needs to find himself. The guy is Moxley, Naito, and Tanahashi all rolled in one, which is nice. But it's not. Yeah. he's still playing those characters and not being his own guy yet. And he, yeah, needs, the, he needs tournaments the, like that. The one thing I think he does have that is definitely him is kind of like the burst if yes. that makes sense yes like he has a good he has a great burst about him that obviously neither none of those three have yes um he's a great hot and maybe that's maybe that's old age too for yeah. two of them True. uh but i think that does benefit him a lot and if he is able to turn that into of course more of his own thing and work out though and we'll talk about it seeing him in the ring with tanahashi in that tag match that they had yesterday i was like holy shit yeah if if they could have made a, if they could have just put in a guy in a machine and printed him out yes. to look just like this man, he's a clone. That is what Shota Umino is, and having a clone of Hiroshi Tanahashi, not a bad thing. <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> just gotta live up to that expectation. We'll see what happens. The other match that happened on this event for New Japan Cup: David Finley versus Tomohiro Ishii. So this was the debut, the re-debut, you could say, of David Finley, dyed hair and all, coming out with Gato. No less, uh, taking on Tomohiro Ishii. So, what did you think about David Finley's new look and his Bullet Club formal association? And what did you think about this match against Tomohiro Ishii? Got a great laugh out of them, very much harping on that Gato has went from Kazuchika Okada to Jay White to David Finley. <laughs> Feels like that a demotion. Said, <laughs> Feels like a demotion. Sure does for a guy that runs the promotion. Um, that being said, I'm in for now. Oh. Because the match wasn't a Jay White match. It was hard hitting. Yeah. Well, no, it, because Bullet Club is cheating, 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 yes. slow, methodical type stuff. Sure. He didn't do any of that. And and I have to wait and see, though, because he, re- he wrestled Ishii. Yes. I need to see him wrestle someone that's not that style. Agreed. Because I like Dave, I I think David Finley looked. I thought I liked most of his look. Some of it's you know I'm getting used to because he yeah. died everything. <laughs> I think I think cool it on the just for men just a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. When the beard was like weird. Yeah, the, um, the eyebrows were weird. That too. That too. But I think it's a good overall switch for him. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna like it in time. For switch, sure. Switchblade. 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 Um, and, and I walked away saying, "Well, he maybe he does have the answer. Maybe he is the answer." Maybe he is the answer to that next international main event star. He could be. It's still early. I don't know. But I liked the first showing for sure. Uh, but again, he wrestled Ishii, so I gotta wait. Yeah, we gotta we gotta wait on time. I yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, like it was solid, very good. Finley Ishii. It was distracting a little bit, and you're, and you're more studying like the changes in Finley, if anything else. That's true. It's not. It's not meshed yet. Again, I'll I'll put him in the cooker. I'll say I'll, I can't wait for a post G1 climax David Finley when he figures it out and puts it all together. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it fans out for him. Yeah. And then switching the f- to Bullet Club for a guy like him is very interesting. Agreed. Agreed. He's uh he's replaced his uh Jay White. So that's uh, if he has these rough and tumble matches all the time, I'm in. If yeah. that's his style as a bullet club guy i'm in i'm in because no one else is that style <laughs> yeah have have house of torture do all that stuff and then bullet club right. be more formally right that's the nasty. one thing with j matches that sometimes threw me off is that he would have the cheating and have like gato would get up and get up and get up get up and be like oh my god please stop yeah i'm sure that will happen because that's why gato's there yes but it won't happen as much, and I'm okay with that. Agreed. Agreed. And he still has a shillelagh, so let's go. The main event of this show for the 51st anniversary event was Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi Bishimon defending their IWGP tag team titles against the Dream Team, Kazuchika Okada and Mercedes Mer- No, sorry, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, so what did you think about the main event of this show? What a freaking atmosphere, folks. Holy crap. This, this great. building was rocking. Yeah, baby. And it got me so into it. I wanted I wanted the dream team to win so bad. <laughs> um, but it was really cool to see uh Yoshihashi and Goto get this big win. They are such a good tag team. Yeah. Like I I it's underappreciated at this point how good they are. Um it's a great match. I don't have much else to say. I mean, it's exactly as you'd expect it. If the chi- if if the big dream team was going to lose, this is exactly how you expected it to go. Um, yes, I, I liked Okada's viciousness, and I liked how he worked at Tanahashi. And I do hope we get that rain eventually because I think it'd be silly not to. Maybe have I doubt they'll ever have them do like a tag league or anything because Okada's you know, just sitting there waiting for Wrestle Kingdom because. For obvious reasons, yeah. But man, these these two, him and Tanahashi, have some fun chemistry together, which I saw in two matches this past week. Yes, it's it's an interesting dynamic too, right? Because yeah. uh, it's like Okada is just a hard ass, and Tanahashi's like, oh, yeah. "All right, I'm still here. I'm still doing my thing." And Tanahashi, and then it's Okada's like, "Shut up, we're going. <laughs> we're doing this." <laughs> I love the dynamic and yeah. Bishamon, Like I said, fantastic. Yeah, they've found it with Yoshihashi, by the way. Like this yeah, match, and then, sure and then seeing the singles match of Kyle Fletcher, and granted, it's also Kyle Fletcher, who did I think I, is a really good did wrestler. Did I tell you I call Saeeda stardom Yoshihashi? I'll take that as a compliment. 
I, that's what it was supposed to be. I said, you know, she may not be uh, a shining light now, but you know, there's, there's as something the years there. go on, that's I can see her rise up a little bit, get a nice tag title run in there, yeah. have some really cool matches and tournaments. Yeah. Now, so you're saying she needs to find her Hiroki Goto, which of course is Micah? I'm bringing teeth. Ah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She's got Someone's got to change factions over here. Yeah, look at, look at us. We figured it out. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It works for Bishimon. Uh, yeah, Yoshihashi's great. I love Yoshihashi. Yeah, he's gotten way better. Way better. And this match was great. I went four flat. I thought it was a really great match. Uh yeah, Yoshiashi's great. Goto is great. I, I don't remember if it was this match or I think he did played into it more in the Young Lions match. But Okada was just being like a you know just uh, <laughs> unrepenting yeah, ass yeah. the entire time yeah. was great. Yeah, uh, he's an absolute asshole. <laughs> perfect. I thought those matches were great. So good as he should be. As he should be. As he wants. Let's stop to be. with. Let's stop having him not be an asshole. You guys clearly have found like. The perfect recipe for Kazushiko Kata in 2023. Just keep doing it. Yeah, totally agree. If that's, be- if that's because you have to send young people against him, that's fine. I don't care. Keep doing that. Totally, totally agree. Um. Anyways, going from that great match, let's quickly get through night three, which was the first oh match. God, Mark Davis so versus Toriyano and Evil versus Ren Narita. I like Mark Davis, but Mark Davis versus Toriano somehow, somehow, despite a very bad couple matches in this tournament, is still my worst because it was so fucking bad. It was really bad. It was incredibly I bad. It, I I gave it a half star. Oof. Half. Oof. I think I hate Toriano these days. Uh, I think it was Super Jcast that tweeted something along the lines of like, "We got to get rid of Yano. He's been doing the same same shtick." For like eight, ten years at this point, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's and it's no one cares. It's not just that no one cares in terms of American audiences. The no, Japanese, I mean in Japan. Yeah, they're no not reacting cares. to him. They don't give a shit. They're done with this. Yeah, we don't. He's put in with the dads. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. He does not belong in this company anymore. I put him in DDT. I will be, I will be angry if this man is in the G one. He, I really hope there isn't. I know it's the between whole like and, between him and Chase Owens. I can't take. Get them both out. If you only had to pick one, I mean, I'm taking Chase Owens all day. Maybe. I'm skipping all their matches, no matter what. So it doesn't really matter. Sure, 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 sure. But if, you, <laughs> if I only had to pick one, it's 100 Chase Owens. I do not Toriano want any. I I don't want him anymore. I understand the whole you know you want a you want a night off idea, but like. I don't know who came up with that idea. Was it fans or was it the office? Uh, but if that's the idea, like, great. Uh, it's a night off for me watching, I guess. I guess that's what it is at this point. Um, is that- I can't watch a full G1 anymore. And it's because of these two people. Yeah. It's be- it's because of Toriano. And Mark Davis, I think Mark Davis did the best he could. That's what I'll say. Uh, and the next, sure next match, Evil Ren Narita. I don't know, man. This was fine. I, I wasn't jazzed, but I went two and a half as well on this. I didn't think this was that great. Ren Narita uh, looked aggressively fine in this for me. Evil was doing evil stuff. I just didn't care about this. I I don't usually uh, just you know keep hitting the star rigs, but I went a total of one and three quarters. Yeah, 
it's stuck. Yeah. Is it now? Is it is it that Ren Narita was not as good, or was it just the evil stuff was just too much? <sighs> or a combination column A, column B. I don't think they worked the match the correct way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because there is a way to have a great evil match. We've seen it. Yes. Oh, I've seen it. Tam Tonga, baby. Um, they just didn't work it that way, right? It, and I think it's because Evil was winning, mm-hmm. so they didn't really ever get to that point. Mm-hmm. But they can do it with Evil winning. Didn't Evil and like Yoshihashi have a great match once upon a time? Maybe. Am I crazy? Maybe. Uh, like it sound, it, Last on pa- year's New Japan Cup? On maybe. paper, it sounds crazy. No, it, they did. They in the pandemic. In the pandemic, in the New Japan Cup, when Evil won the New Japan Cup. They had a really good surprising match. All right. In a sure. pandemic. All right. That so was there you go. Yes. I remember there, that. There's ways to make it work. Yes. This just wasn't the one of those. No. No, it was not. It, the crowd was pretty fun. bad for the whole show. But I would have been too after Corey got on Mark. <laughs> I would have been too knowing what my main events were. <laughs> I would have left. <laughs> I was just oh, I'm good, guys. You know what I Actually, good. you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have bought a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, where was this? Where was the match? That was, I mean, that was, yeah, Koryama, Fukuyoshima, Japan. Yeah, random ass town and random ass. <laughs> yeah, it was hell. That's where this was. <laughs> Just the, this is a house show, essentially. Um, that's what this is. Let's move on. Night four Kyle Flesher versus Yoshihashi and Aaron Harari versus Shingo Takagi. Night Empire uh, on, on top, baby. People, I'm bringing the spike close. He's going very close. close. Kyle Fletcher is your next main event star. Yeah. So then, and, and listen, listen, I've kind of felt this way yes. for a while. If you look at him, if you see him in matches, he's obviously good. Yes. In tag matches. Yeah. I watched his match with Robbie Eagles from Tamachi or whatever the hell it's called. Tamashi. Um, Tamashi. And I watched that. And I said, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Because I think this is the first singles match I might have seen him in. I said, okay, he's in the New Japan Cup solo, so let's see. Uh-huh. Him and Yoshihashi go out there, and this is the only, this is the other match I was in consideration, by the way, uh-huh. with the uh, Sonata Taichi match in terms of my enjoyment. Yeah. Um, in the first round, and they put on a freaking show. Yes. And I was like, one, listen, I know Yoshihashi's that guy. Trust me, I know, <laughs> I know Yoshihashi's him. <laughs> but Kyle Fletcher is legitimately a stud. Yeah. Like he is probably everything you want <laughs> in a main event star. He's tall. Yeah. He's you know got a good uh, look. Yep. He great in the ring. Yep. He has charisma to him. Yeah. I was like, okay, listen, I'm not trying to break up Aussie Open tomorrow. That is the last thing I'm trying to do because they have a lot of good years left in them. Yes. But three years down the line, and this guy's main eventing. This guy puts uh, on a few more pounds too. Puts on some muscle. Yeah, because he's mass. still a little lean. Yeah, he's still a little lean. He's like he's a weird looking lean because like he looks big sometimes, and other times like oh he's kind of small. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he is he is your replacement for Jay White. He is your guy. If you're in New Japan and you don't lock these guys up, it's your fault. It is absolutely your fault. Because I think Mark Davis is great. I couldn't be more excited for Will Ospreay and Mark Davis tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go and watch Kyle Fletcher and Goto. I've heard good things uh, from today. 
Yeah. Obviously. Um, so yeah, this this guy, if you're gonna get anything out of the first round of this tournament, it's that Kyle Fletcher is a future main event star. Yeah, this match was great. Kyle and he and he's the perfect wrestler that I like of running with purpose. Mm, and I don't flashy, mean kind of flashy, kind of flashy. Those running, I'll call them leg lariats that he yeah. does. Fucking chef's kiss, beautiful. It's it's running His with legs purpose. Are so long, so good. <laughs> running with purpose and just clips this guy constantly. It's just so good. It has V trigger energy to me. That's what I'm saying about that yeah. move. It's so good. Looks great every time. It's so crisp. I want to see more of that. Uh, Yoshihashi has been really good as well. God, Kyle Fletcher, man. You're right. He is someone. He is someone. He's got it. There's a dog in him, and I like what I'm seeing. And yeah, I want to see more Aussie Open stuff. I want to see more of that tag team because I love Mark Davis. But you can also obviously see what this company sees between Mark Davis and uh and uh mr uh aussie open over here mr aussie arrow over here mr aussie open he calls him yeah uh this this is the kyle fletcher love fest this guy yes he's only 24 yeah he's got it he's something he, he's future he absolutely has it i mean mark davis i want i really want to see how well mark davis does in the osprey match granted it's osprey o- osprey can have a four-star match with anybody but uh nope can't do it with Yano. not a chance I've, can't do it can't do it can't do it interesting that's yeah yeah that's a Yano test. style match doesn't allow it <laughs> <laughs> mark davis should have gotten the bye and then, yeah, and done poor, poor mark davis tried in that, that match I'm, I'm gonna give him credit he tried but that, that's the other much. thing if you're gonna put yano in there and he's gonna lose round one put him in with someone that at least can like do a match evil do evil? That's enough shenanigans that'll be over the top fun, maybe at a certain point. Yeah, because I think like I think because people like evil getting dunked on essentially. Yeah. So like Yano doing that to him works. Yeah. Yeah, Dude. that works. Do do a Fletcher. I don't care. Do a Fletcher. Do an Osprey. Someone that could like work such a great worker. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's just mess with the formula. Um but yeah, I, I love Kyle Fletcher's match so much. Uh, and then the next match, which of course, Aaron Hari, Shingo Takagi. I thought this was also a good hard-hitting affair between Shingo and Aaron Hanari. Uh, it was exactly what you expected on paper. Uh, I, I was not expecting Hanari to win, but I forgot this is New Japan Cup. He typically gets a, a first-round win here somewhere. Um, again, I had Shingo, Shingo going all the way to the semifinals. You lost two semifinalists. I did too, to be fair. I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I was between him and Taylor Tong. I went with him. So. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I don't Yeah, I don't know what the results were today. But, uh, yeah, there's that. So I lost semifinals as well, but you lost two. <laughs> I still have David Finley and Osprey. <laughs> yeah, you're looking good. I'm looking good to Finley. Osprey winning, right? Yes. <laughs> I think I do. I, I do. I have him winning. He's not going to win. Yeah. You guys should nice not. But yeah, I thought uh, I thought this match was good. I hate Eric Hanari, by the way. Uh, you hate <laughs> Eric Hanari? I thought he was looking yeah, good he, in here. He said some shit. Oh, that if you go deep enough, you'll know why he's hateable. 
Um, Tammy Tonga absolutely roasted him in a post-match promo y- yesterday that I saw last night, and I was like, I am now a Tamamaniac. This is my guy. This is my guy. Tammy Tonga is my now guy. Now you're on board. That's how I get you on board is dunking on Aaron Hanare. Yeah, Aaron Hanare stinks, uh, but this was a good match. Uh, and the next matches, I think those are all the matches. Oh no, night five we saw as well. It was Naito versus Chase Owens and Sonata versus Kenta. Let's. I'll give you the floor. You said you didn't have any more rants in you. I'll give you the floor now because I know you got something bubbling up at the moment. Sonata versus well, Kenta again. We got Chase Owens against Naito. I know you love that. And then you had Sonata versus Kenta. Twenty nine minutes and twelve seconds. Chase Owens fucking blows. <laughs> he is so bad. And I and I was watching this and I said, How is this guy employed? How do they get like they they must have put in a randomizer of like all these wrestlers from the US. And they must have just been like, All right, whoever comes out of it, we're bringing in. That's what must have happened. Because this guy offers nothing nothing he looks like a guy that you literally just plucked from the side of the road and said hey you want to wrestle for us all right come on in he stinks he's never had a great match i can't believe he's in new japan pro wrestling i never want to hear anyone say shit about noah bringing in certain people because this company employs chase Owens and brings him back repeatedly. The match of Naito stunk. It was whatever. It wasn't awful. It just wasn't good. Totally that fair. Said, that fair. That being said, the main event. Going into the main event, though. Holy shit! What are we doing? Sonata, noted noted man who hates long epics, has said this in multiple interviews. I don't like epics. I wrestle better when the match is short. Why is he in this company at the moment it is? The, the moment this company is obsessed with epics. I don't. Well, why is he in the company? Because he's popular. And they yeah, offered him a lot of money. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. You, know what, <laughs> but you, know what I mean. you know what I mean? Chase Owens, I can't give you good reason. But if you're in this uh, company, you're, you're going to get more money and all that stuff. But you're going to be working epics. Sure. Sure. But, like, why is it a bad thing to do 20-minute matches in a tournament? Why is that a bad thing? If you're going to give him an epic, give him a guy, give him a guy that's going to have a great epic at this point. Bullet Club Kenta isn't going to have a great epic. Kenta might, but Bullet Club Kenta? Get out of here. Ha- good one. Funny. <laughs> Never going to happen. This was the most Bullet Club Kenta match I've seen in a long time. So obviously I couldn't stand it anyways. Add in the fact that these two literally just sat there for 30 fucking minutes and twiddled their thumbs. I couldn't tell you how this match went besides the finish, which looked good, by the way. Finish looked like great. <laughs> finish finish great. great. I saw that. I, like, I don't even remember watching this. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. It stunk. It was a stunkaroo, a stinkaroo. It blew. It was terrible. It was crap. It was shit. It was awful. The best match on this show 
was the Dream Team versus the Young Boys. Yeah. And that's mostly because Okada bullied the shit out of them. <clears throat> but yeah, they, had little, they had a little shine, though. I'll give they that, a little they shine. give them a little shine. shine. But that was, that was fun. That match was fun. I was like, more of this, please. Less of whatever the hell it is. If I, the next the next time I see Sonata, uh-huh. that's 25 minutes. Which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sonata's next match is going to be against... It's Naito. It's, it's exciting. Naito. Yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. We'll see how it works. It is exciting, though. The next time I see him hit 25 minutes, I was going to say he needs to be with a worker that can go 25 minutes. It's Naito. Bravo! You have Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. So there's a shot. And it's going to be in a Corkin. Gonna be cool. He can have Naito can have a decent match with 2023 Mudo. That guy can't move. <laughs> exactly. So I have I have hopes. And Sonata's pretty much Mudo. So you know, he takes a lot of his stuff. Yeah. So this sucked. The only reason this wasn't the worst night of New Japan Cup is because of that <laughs> Yano, man. with Yano and evil matches. Yeah. Otherwise, this would take the cake, no doubt about it. Yeah, I forgot that Yano and Evil were on the same night, but in two separate matches. <laughs> it was so funny because you tweeted out how you saw how long the main event was. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the midst of watching it. I said, well, the match before this stuck. <laughs> and then I was like, no matter what, this would be better. And then it kept going. And it kept going. And it kept yeah. going. I was like, ah, shit, I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is not better. This is worse somehow. And it's mostly because it was 26 minutes. Well, I have fantastic news for you, Scotty. 29? 29 minutes. 29 minutes. I have fantastic well, news for you. What? Well, Sonata did beat Kenta. And Kenta is the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. So I'm looking at a title shot down the line baby why is this title exist that means Sonata's gonna win it he's gonna go to america and he's bringing it to dynamite he's challenging he's gonna take on sonata versus that actually might be good so i would probably be pretty good on dynamite because the match isn't going 30 minutes yeah he's not gonna get 30 minutes sonata i who would be a good who would be a good sonata match in uh in dynamite on aw <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go through the A. This is how we the old classic end, gimmick. This is how we end the show, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who can wrestle Sonata in the AEW? <laughs> the right. classic ending that everyone wanted. There Bang we go. Man Page? We've probably seen that before in Ring of Honor. Bandito? I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Bandito. Start well, he, what is Sonata's style of wrestling? He's a technical wrestler? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> who is He's Keiji Muto. As He's a Keiji Muto. Okay, who can wrestle Muto, but not as right, good, I Ryan guess. Ryan Danielson. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great match. <laughs> uh, who's go- um, who is he actually going to wrestle and beat? That's who I'm thinking. He's got to beat Daniel Garcia. Okay. I don't... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But Darby. No. No. I'm literally just going through all the people that are... <laughs> Notable. Um uh, and Helico. How dare you say that to me? <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Alright. That could be that could be fun. Kyle O'Reilly. That could be fun. If we cause that's like Kenta, you know, hard hitting, you know. Yeah, we yeah, do more hard hitting stuff. Not not this Kenta. Uh Pack. Uh, I think they'd work. They do a sprint. Yeah, 
obviously. Do a sprint. That'd be good. That could be good. Really look at this and I who who is someone I'm looking at this roster and really be like Trent Beretta. <laughs> I actually believe I'm surely upset it, has happened before. <laughs> it probably has, but I think him and Trent Beretta would have a good match. Trent Beretta should be in the G1. Get Yano the fuck out of here. Get Chase Owens out of here. Give me a Trent Beretta G1 run. I'm trying to think. Look, I'm looking at this roster and be like, who do I really want to see Sonata wrestle against? And you ultimately come to the conclusion <laughs> that you just don't like you. Sonata. I don't like Sonata. Um, oof, real looking, 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 looking. Uh, Miro? Miro? Stinks. Miro and Miro's, Sonata? Miro, Miro stinks. I'm done hearing about Miro. Yeah, but so does Sonata. So maybe they got something there. I've seen Sonata have a great match. I've seen Miro have a great match. That Fuego, he has two. Which against Fuego? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see your reaction. Um, uh, 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 Pentagon. Sure. Some, there's something about that, that that tickles my nothings. Um, Roosh. Yeah, that'd probably be good. That could probably be good. Roosh. Never gonna happen, but Roosh. No. No, that's never gonna happen. Um Sting. <laughs> Let's do Sting Sting versus Sonata. We got Sting Muto right there. Roosh. Sorry. I think I don't, you, I don't know if you heard me the first time. Roosh. <laughs> You're telling me to finish up? Okay, I will. That's been it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We didn't quite get to Noah Great Voyage, but that's fine. I mean, it's basically just Noah. How the hell do we fill two hours with nonsense? Because <laughs> that's what we do. We fill two hours with nonsense. We, it's, we didn't talk about Great Voyage and Noah, a show that's happening this next Sunday. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me a preview for what's next. What, next week? What, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, so that I know ahead of time. <laughs> uh, if we watch in the morning, we might talk a little bit about Noah's Great Voyage show, which, of course, is Kaito Kimia versus Jake Lee on top. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of it, man. <laughs> that's we got, we got the cup. Then we got more New Japan Cup conversation. Good, good cup matches. We will be previewing Impact Sacrifice. What? <laughs> we'll be previewing Impact Sacrifice. We're reviewing Dynamite next week. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but it we'll- has three title matches. A good dynamite to review. Well, yeah, it's the including the. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. We're gonna spend an hour on Jeff Jarrett as the international champion, the My World champion. But yeah, Impact on Sacrifice. We're gonna preview that. Does that show look good at all? Uh, uh, uh. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it, folks. That's 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 your that's your, pre- that's your teaser. That's your TV or teaser for a preview. Uh, but we'll talk about it more next week and whatever other news is going to happen in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Scotty, anything to plug and what is your match of the week? Uh, just follow me on, on the Twitter machine at Scotty Wrestling. I don't have to plug this week. I don't think. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. No, I don't. I don't. Watch, look, check out for follow Scotty on Twitter and check out his upcoming five interviews because this man's a machine. He's the Brian. Oh, yeah, Cage I got five interviews this week. Mr. Mr. Get his shit in. They're all recorded. 
Nope, that's not true. Four of them are recorded, which means four of them I gotta, I gotta, uh, thinking of questions is hard, man. Um, anyways, uh, my match of the week was Athena versus Willow Nightingale from Ring of Honor. Yeah, you wrote a little Honor article Club. about you wrote a little article about that. Ring of Honor Honor Club TV. I just learned that it's called Honor Club TV. Yes. ROH on Honor Club. Very HD net era <laughs> titling there. I like it. Ring of Honor's great. I enjoy it on a week to week basis. But boy, oh boy, are we gonna or are we in for a special show? Yeah. Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. Uh my plugs this week are uh you can follow me i actually don't want you to follow me on twitter i want you to block me and i'll tell you where to block me and how to spell that so again go to your block list on twitter it's at t-h-e hold on let me pull this up it's at t-h-e-l-u-l-o-u-i-s-d-a-n-g-o-o-r again go to your block list on twitter and do at T-H-E-L-O-U-I-S-D-A-N-G-O-O-R. That is my uh, plug this week is block that username on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun bit. And my match of the week uh, is going to be from MLW Underground Wrestling. Scotty, Scotty, stay with me. Scotty, stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, God. <laughs> and this match, you're going to watch it. I know you're going to watch it. I know you're going to like it. Ready? Here we go. Leo Rush versus Jacob Fatu. How many stars did you give it? Four. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, when baby. When did this happen? This happened on MLW Underground Wrestling Episode 5 this past Tuesday. Check out. Oh, that actually happened this year, that show. Yeah. yeah it, well, when you mean when it was recorded? <laughs> I think in January. I th- what? How how am I supposed to find this? I don't I don't know. I mean, there may be ways. I don't know what those ways are. Uh, Where do they put underground? I think you can find MLW Underground the same place Cody watched Revolution. I've said too much. <laughs> I've said too much. I have to go. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> Cody, a big. Yuku guy. Um, anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I so- fucking love Cody. So <laughs> He's like, ah, I probably should have just. Uh, oh, well. probably could have asked somebody. Um, <laughs> he has anyway. a few friends in that company. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, we've had fun. Thank you everybody for listening to the show. Subscribe to the show. Follow the whole show at Countout Pod. Um, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts leave a 5 star review on iTunes and Spotify wherever you leave reviews leave a 5 star one of that we would appreciate it until next week we'll catch you all on the flip flop bye flippity flip (laughs) enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM sign up using code champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This has been a Count Out Podcast. So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Cannot said we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh-oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I, like, I ever made an ad before. What, what, what are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. you really want to get there, too. <laughs> uh, I, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> yeah i love it this picture you've painted for me i I want to hang it up i want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom yeah we don't have a WWE tryout or a new japan tryout every second week and now i'm in bullet club and here will osprey versus kenny omega do you want to just go off about this match how do you take or talk about one of I think probably the best matches you've ever seen. That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's that's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us and we don't have to do anything. Aha, past us did it. Present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Count Out Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen or die.